Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to episode three on Living Hope with Abby. Um, I'm just so incredibly thankful to just to have this privilege to um, just be able to, you know, answer and be obedient to the calling that God has um, have over my life. And I'm just so grateful to be able to do this. Um, I'm just, you know, very humble and um I just thank you for tuning in all the time and, and thank you for y'all's feedback and, and just being so encouraging. Um, this has to take a lot of courage. It is not easy. Um, and But today's episode is going to be a little different. I don't have anyone guest um, starring on it um, because I just really, really have a word from God and um it is just on my heart and he has been preparing this for the past like month and a half. And I just feel that it is time, but really what we're just going to, I'm going to pour out is I just really, he has really put it on my heart that there is people out there that he is calling. And maybe you're just questioning if you're good enough to be obedient to um, answer it. And, I feel like this should have been episode one, but he will do what he wants to do. So this is episode three, and I really feel that he is telling me that it's time. Um, But um, yeah, and he, you know, led me to um, the book of Exodus. So I'm going to kind of be pouring out from there. Um, You know, I feel like a lot of people think that I just had the courage to make a podcast and, um, I've I've always been told that I can speak and that people love the way I talk and blah blah blah, but I just felt like that's just who I was. Like I just I love to talk, I love details, but I don't think God made me like that by mistake. I really feel that uh, because He was, you know, He obviously knew He was going to call me to do this. But truly and honestly, humble before the Lord, I did not do this on my own. I truly remember when he called me and um, it's really important that you learn how the Lord talks to you and how he speaks to you. There's three ways he speaks to me and that is in my dreams. That is in um, his word. Always his word will will speak to you. Be in your word and in, you know, through my church is how he speaks to me too. Um, But that Holy Spirit is just so powerful. Um, I remember the first time he called me to do something. It was in a Bible study recently that um, at my church and someone who led it before was like, hey, you know, I think you're, I think you're ready. I think you can do this. And I'm like, uh, like, (laughs) you know, I wanted to run away. And I almost did. And I just kept, you know, praying. I was like, oh, let me pray about it. And, um, you know, the Lord really was like, mm, there's nothing to pray about here. Like when I'm calling you, you're either going to respond and be obedient, yes or no, or you're going to miss out on the blessings that I have for you. And that was a slap in the face, I felt. <laughs> but I answered and I was obedient no matter how scary that looked. Um, and I did it. And I was full in 
I, you know, I had to be a praying woman for these women. And, um, but I was more excited because when God calls you to do something, he wants to do not only a work through you, but in you. And so I knew that he was going to do something powerful. I knew he was going to um, do a mighty work. And, and I was praying for the knowledge and I was praying for eyes to see and ears to hear. And he came through, but literally when, when God's going to do something, he's going to do something. Um, he, he is always going to act. And so while I was doing my first week of Bible study, I was on fire. I was like, I'm going to do this. I'm all in, like found a babysitter. My husband was gone. I had, was at peace and I was all in. And the first week I'm in there and I'm praying for these ladies. I'm praying powerfully for them. I'm praying for God to be with me. Because when he calls you to do something, he won't leave you. He will be with you. And as I'm praying, I'm just in, you know, his presence. And I just, the Holy Spirit just floods my mind. He floods my mind and he literally tells me that I'm going to start a podcast and he specifically gives me people who I'm going to bring on and tell their testimonies. And I'm just sitting there and I am like, and I'm staring at the wall like, what? And I get excited. I get excited. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I want to do this now. I'm like, and, but you know, then I start YouTubing like, well, how am I supposed to do this podcast thing? And literally my husband, two years before this, Two years before any of this, I knew I had a calling on my life, but I still felt like the Lord was preparing me, preparing me spiritually, preparing my soul. Um, and I knew I knew I wanted to do something for the Lord. I just didn't know what. And I remember I was just at home. I told my husband, I'm like, I want to do something for the Lord. I want to do something big for the Lord. Like, I feel like I'm, I, I could do it. And he's just like, well, what do you want to do? I'm like, I don't know. And my husband at the time, and still is, he's very big on podcasts. I do not think that's by mistake. And he said, or I said, I came out of the room one day, I said, I think I know what I'm going to do. He said, what? I said, a podcast. I would love to do a podcast. Now, in that time frame, two years before any of this, I knew nothing about podcasts. So my husband's sitting there looking at me like, you know, you have to bring people on, blah, blah, blah. Like, you don't, I mean, you could talk, but, and I'm just looking at him, I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, I'm like, wow. You know, and I'm just like, well, I don't know. I just felt that in my heart. And then I'm cleaning, cleaning, and he comes back and he says, hey, I know what your podcast is going to be about. I'm like, what? And he's like, testimonies. I'm like, oh my God. He's like, you would bring people on and you would talk about their testimonies. And I'm like, oh my God, that's brilliant. You know, life went on. I forgot. I, I totally just, you know, vamped my mind. And two years, we are here. So when this is brought back up in my head, I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, I'm sitting there. I'm excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, it says. But then reality hits you. And this is why I want, and well, the Lord is telling me like, you need to back it up. And this is why he led me to the book of Exodus, because when God called Moses, he had all these questions. He had all these thoughts. 
it's not that he knows. God knows all the questions you got, you're going to have. He knows all the insecurities that you're going to bring up. He knows that what, what you're already going to say. But I think the beauty of all this is even though God knows, he's still calling you. In the book of um, Exodus, in the, I think it's chapter, let me open my Bible real fast. Um, let's see. So it's in chapter two. So it's um, chapter two, verse 12. Um, it says, after looking in all directions to make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. And then it goes on saying, so basically Moses killed somebody. He murdered somebody. And then And then he started, basically got a reputation really fast. So it says, the next day when Moses went out to visit his people again, he saw two Hebrew men fighting. Why are you beating up your friend? Moses said to the one who had started the fight. The man replied, who appointed you to be our prince and judge? Are you going to kill me as you killed that Egyptian yesterday? Then Moses was afraid thinking, everybody knows what I did. And sure enough, Pharaoh heard what had happened and he tried to kill Moses but Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian right there that really spoke to me because I feel like when God calls us we immediately start thinking of all the bad things that we did we immediately start feeling shame we immediately start thinking of all the reasons why we cannot do what he's called us to do. And I just love as the story goes on that even though Moses murdered somebody, God's not saying that's right. He knows it's wrong, but he still can use you and he's still going to call you. And as it as years go by and you know, it says In chapter 3, Moses in the burning bush, like God comes to Moses in a form of a burning bush, and he calls out to him. And Moses, you know, is saying, here I am. And then the Lord says, let's see. um, It says in uh, chapter 3, verse 4, when the Lord saw Moses coming, To take a closer look, God called to him from in the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses. Moses said, here I am. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals and you're standing on holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. When When Moses heard this, he covered his face because he was afraid to look at God. Again, we feel that we can't come as a mess to God. We feel like we can't come with everything that we've been through. We feel like maybe you're feeling that God's judging you, or maybe you feel like you, you've you done so much wrong that you he can't use you. No, he can. But it says, 
But then God, you know, goes on to tell Moses. I, he's heard the voices and the cries and the distress of his people. And it says right here, it says in verse 7, it says, I have heard their cries of distress because of their harsh slave drivers. Yes, I am aware of their suffering. So I've come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them out of Egypt. So God is wanting Moses to rescue and lead the people out of Egypt to the promised land, the land of Canaan. And right there again, when God calls you, it's because he needs you. He needs you. He needs you. You are you are made on this earth and you are are assigned to a line of people to get them to Christ, to to help them, to encourage them, to empower them, to to be their friend, to bring them closer to the Lord. He needs you. God needs us to do the work on the earth. He doesn't need us to fulfill his will, but he needs us to to just, you know, be a walk on this earth, an example. We need to lead by example. And he says it in verse 10. He said, now go, for I am sending you to Pharaoh. You must lead my people, Israel, out of Egypt. And this right here, these, these whole next few chapters or verses, um, I was just in awe because I feel like when God called me, I was excited. But here it is. He says, but Moses protested to God, who am I to appear before Pharaoh? Who am I to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt? Those were my exact thoughts. Like, I feel like I was excited and I knew what the Lord was going to do through me. But then we start thinking in our heads, well, who am I? Who am I? And then, you know, the Lord responded the same to me. He said, to Moses, I will be with you, and this is your sign that I am the one who has sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God at this very mountain. But again, Moses protested. He was basically saying, like, no, I I can't do this. And I feel like we do this. We do this. I did this. I literally, you know, took weeks to even buy the equipment. I took weeks to even... Um, you know, tell anybody. But I think it's so important too. I felt also that the Lord, when he called me to do this, that I didn't want to tell anybody. I didn't want to tell anybody because it was, it was sacred to me. It felt very like, it's not that I was being um, like stuck up and I didn't want to tell anybody. I wanted to keep it to myself, but I felt like it's very important that sometimes when the Lord has called us to do something that we just keep it to ourselves and pray about it. We continue to pray and to, to um, seek his word and, and to seek, you know, uh, I didn't even tell my godly friends. That sounds bad, but um, I still felt like I just needed to just sit on it for a little bit. And I, I honestly heard, truly heard the Lord say, don't say anything just yet. I'm like, why? It's exciting because people are going to talk you out of what I'm calling you to do. And I'm like, oh, okay, okay, I won't. 
And I didn't. I didn't. It was weeks before I told a pastor at my church. And I literally went to her and I'm like, I feel this on my heart. And she's like, well, do it. And I'm like, I know, but, you know, we we don't feel worthy enough. I didn't feel worthy enough. I didn't feel like I knew enough. But just like Moses did, you know, he keeps going. That's Moses literally goes nine times telling God, like, no, I can't do this. I can't do this. He goes on. And he says, if I go to the people and tell them, you know, let's see, hold on. He said, then what should I tell them? And God replies to Moses, I am who I am. Say this to the people of Israel. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the people of Israel, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent you. It says, now go and call together all the elders of Israel. Tell them, Yahweh, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob has appeared to me. But Moses, And then it goes down to chapter 4. But Moses protested again. What if they won't believe me or listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? I had this fear a lot. Um, I feel like cared too much of what people would think of me I care too much like what how I would speak and then people wouldn't believe that I truly am um, a woman of God or I truly am um, in my Bible or I truly am you know trying to just fully fully fulfill the calling of my life Um, because we, we truly don't know, you know, yes, people go to church. Yes, people say they love Jesus. But I think truly what sets you apart from the world is truly how you live your life by example. Um, I remember one time I was just like, I felt the need to always, um, this was maybe about the beginning of my walk. So maybe nah, it's probably mid walk, um, like two or three years ago. I'll say two, um, that I felt like I had to say something always like spiritually, or I had to, um, always post something spiritually, or I always had to, um, make sure I was seen, you know, in front of godly people. And the Lord, you know, confronted me and said, you don't have to do that. And I'm like, well, how are they supposed to know? And he's like, by the way you live, by the way you present yourself, by the way that you follow me, that will show that you are a follower of me. You don't have to be, you know, a people pleaser. You don't have to always, um, you know, all that, all that other stuff that's not needed. Like by the way you speak to people, by the way you, you serve others, by the way you, you know, your word, you know, everyone can say they know, they know of God, but do you truly know him on an intimate level? That's a whole different level than just knowing God. And, and when you know the word of God, you, you know the truth from the lie. You know the right and the wrong. And so God kind of, you know, spoke to me and, and was like, no, that, that's, not, that's not how this rolls, you know. Um, 
So, yeah, and then it says, Then the Lord asked him, What is in your hand? A shepherd's staff. Moses replied, Throw it down on the ground. The Lord told him. So Moses threw it down in the staff, and it turned into a snake. Moses jumped back. Then the Lord told him, Reach out and grab its tail. So Moses reached out and grabbed it, and it turned back into his shepherd's staff in his hand. Perform this sign, the Lord told him. Then you, then they will believe that the Lord, the God, the ancestors, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob really has appeared to you. That right there, I feel like in my head that the snake is always the enemy. That when he threw it on the ground, the Lord told him, snatch it back up and it appears to a staff again. To me, that was like, wow, because I feel like the snake is the enemy to me. And so sometimes we let our minds overwhelm us. Sometimes we let the lies in our mind contain us. And God's telling you and telling me, we need to grab a hold of that. And we need to control the mind. We can't let the mind control us. We are who he says we are, not what that little voice tells us in our head that, you know, we need to confront it and we need to prophesy the promises of God over it. And, you know, just the little details. I'm a very detailed person. So little things like that, I'm just like, wow. You know, like it's so interesting on the details that the Lord put in this book. Um. But yeah, and then it goes on and, and, you know, when God is still telling him what to do and we're a little stubborn, I know I am sometimes, um, in, in verse, what is it? Chapter four, verse 10, he says, Moses pleaded with the Lord. Oh Lord, I'm not very good with words. I have never been. I'm not now, even though you have spoken to me, I get tongue tied and my words get tangled. And says, the, then the Lord said to Moses, who makes a person's mouth? Who decides whether people speak or do not speak, hear or do not hear, see or do not see? Is it not I, the Lord? So convicting, guys. But Moses again pleaded. No, no, I missed a line. It says, now go, I will be with you as you speak, and I will instruct you in what to say. That's so encouraging to me because I never have a plan doing these podcasts. Like I had some, I have questions and I give them to people, but the Holy Spirit will do what it wants to do. So when I start with something and it keeps going and, you know, the person elaborates and, and tells their testimony and, and things like that, that, that is the Holy Spirit moving I, I never, and I, I feel so comforting knowing that the Lord will always help us no matter in what, everything we do. Um, every, every time I get on this podcast and, and I speak, I'm like, Lord, you know, you said in your word that you will be with me. My favorite verse, if you don't know, is Joshua 1, 9, do not be afraid or discouraged for your God will be with you wherever you go. And he will be with you, whatever he has called you to do. 
And it's, it's so comforting knowing that we can just rely and be comforted by the promises of God and his word, his worth, his, his word will never go void, no matter how you speak it. I think that was mostly my fear is knowing that I would get on here and I wouldn't say the right things or, and, and, or, or speak to the right people or, or like, what if it doesn't blow up or, and, and I don't do this to, for an, uh, I mean, I do it for an audience, but I don't do it for the number of audience. Cause I felt like if I were to do it for the number of audience, then, then I wouldn't be pleased with, you know, maybe God had this podcast for me to speak to five people, you know, never underestimate your calling by the volume of the people. His, his word will never go void, meaning it will hit whoever it needs to hit. Your calling will be for whoever God has intended it to be for. It's so, it's so encouraging to read his word and, and just to be filled with what he's saying. But again, Moses pleaded in verse 13, Lord, please send anyone else. And then the Lord got angry at Moses. But this is, um, let's see. I think it's important because he got he got angry at Moses and he ended up, you know, doing this calling with his um, brother Aaron. He's like, okay, fine. Like, what about your brother Aaron? Like, go and tell him everything that I have told you and y'all go and talk to Pharaoh and let's get um, these people out of Egypt into the promised land. And it's so very important. So I'm going to jump down to verse 23. It says, I commanded you, let my son go so he can worship me. But since you have refused, I will now kill your firstborn son. I've always heard, and you should know, to always fear God. And I think that's the one thing that kept me on board to follow the calling because there is always a consequence to not being obedient. Um, we don't know what that looks like. And I think the most um, consequences is truly not accepting the blessing that he has for you through the calling. Um, uh, and yeah, that, that, that right there was like, wow, you know, it, it's, yeah. But it goes on and on, and now we're in chapter, end of, um, chapter five. So as, as, as I'm being called and doing these testimonies, um, it's, it's, it's tough sometimes. I've even had to ask for prayer because as we go in our calling, you have to expect. And and I expected it, but going through it, you're just like, oh. But you are going to be attacked. You're going to be attacked, you know, by the enemy. You're going to be ta- attacked, attacked, attacked. Because that's all the enemy wants to do is kill, steal, and destroy. That's all he wants to do is keep you from your calling. Now, I don't know who needs to hear this, but... The enemy can never steal or pull you away from your calling. The only thing he can do is get you off track. He can steal your confidence and he can, you know, 
just distract you in so many ways, but he will not keep you from your calling and what God has over your life and what he has called you to do. It says in, in chapter five, verse 22, it says, then Moses went back to the Lord and protested. Why have you brought all this trouble on your own people? Lord, why did you send me ever since I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman? He has been even more brutal to your people and you have done nothing to rescue them. I that's that right there. Like, Moses was like, okay, like, I'll go to them. But he just kept seeing worse and worse and worse things happen. He didn't understand. I think it's so important, too, that we, it's, we're we not called to fully understand. It literally says in the Bible, do not lean on your own understanding. I have to tell, uh, like, you know, my husband sometimes, I'm like, you, you're, not, you're not built, you're not made to know it all. You're not God. So we that if we knew it all, we wouldn't need faith. And it's yeah, it's like man. And so even when you know I'm being attacked and and I need prayer because I'm fulfilling the call of God on my life and and He's you know trying to distract me. It is not easy. I sometimes feel like Moses talking to God right there because I am like, come on, like I'm doing what you say. But we never want to do things thinking that we are expecting something in return. We are always supposed to give, even if it's with your words, even if it's with your time, serving others with a cheerful heart. And we and I have to remember that. <clears throat> but his promises of deliverance were in chapter six. It says, Then the Lord told Moses, so after he was saying all that, like, what more? It's brutal. Like, how are you doing this? You need to rescue them. He says, now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. When he feels the force of my strong hand, he will let the people go. In fact, he will force them to leave his hand. And God said to Moses, I am Yahweh, the Lord. I appear to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God Almighty. So encouraging, guys, to to know that God can do that, to know that God can change the mind, to know that he can transform the heart. It's so encouraging. He said, I promised to give them the land of Canaan where they were living as foreigners. You can be sure that I have heard the groans of the people of Israel who are now slaves to the Egyptians, and I'm well aware of my covenant with them. I am the Lord. I will free you from your oppression and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with the powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord, your God, who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. I will bring you into the land. I swore to give Abraham, Isaac and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own oppression. No. Possession. (laughs) I am the Lord. That right there. I say that a lot. (laughs) Um, when, when God has called you to something, it's because he is calling you to set up for generation after generation. The thing that I'm doing, my children and their children and their children will be blessed because of what I'm doing for the calling of God. That right there is just saying that he, our ancestors, 
Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. What he promised them, he will fulfill. He he is a faithful God. He he will promise. Um, he won't break his promise. He is faithful. And I think that's so so um, encouraging to hear because sometimes I feel and and I'm sure you know you feel too that well why why am I doing this like many maybe people won't hear no that's wrong you will set up generation for generation with the calling that you have on your life you will prophesy you will succeed what what God calls you to do let no let no man take away and I don't I don't I, I've been hearing this and hearing this and I feel like some people to some people it's very um common but God I feel I feel also that when God calls you to do something and, and me too that we always think well I don't know how to do this I don't know how to do that I'm not very good at that. I'm not very good at this. We always bring up what we can't do. It is so, so, so important that you know that God is very aware of what you cannot do. Very aware. In Ecclesiastes 6, it says, Everything has already been decided. It was known long ago what each person would be. So there's no arguing with God about your destiny. God already knew before you were born in your mother's womb of what you would be. We are who we are. He knows what we will be, and he knows what you can do. So I don't know who needs to hear this, but he knows well, well aware of what you are and what you aren't capable of. But yet he is still calling you. He's still calling you to do what he has, what he, what he wants to do. You are needed. You are needed. He needs you to speak to those people. He needs you to serve those people. He needs you to take care of those babies. He needs you. It's, it's yes. He is well aware and he knows. It's on to the chapters and it says, so Moses told the people. So Moses finally spoke. It says, he spoke to the people of Israel that the Lord had said what the Lord had said, but they refused to listen anymore. They had become too discouraged by the brut- brutality of their slavery. Then the Lord said to Moses, go back to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and tell him to let the people of Israel leave the country. But Lord, Moses objected, my own people won't listen to me anymore. How can I expect Pharaoh to listen? I'm a clumsy speaker. Moses right there is doubting himself. He's doubting by the volume of the people who aren't listening but lord he said but then the lord spoke to moses and aaron and gave them orders to the to for the israelites and for pharaoh the king of egypt the lord commanded moses and aaron to lead the people of israel out of egypt i love how consistent god is even this is what the eighth time that moses is like not me please send someone else like no i can't do this i can't do this but still the Lord commanded him to do what he has called him to do. He, he never, the Lord never steps back and says, all right, next, who, who can I call? Because I truly feel, you know, when, 
the Lord has called you to do something, it is because he knows. He, he's choosing you. He knows what you can do. He knows. We, we know a glimpse of what he, can, what, what he can do in our lives. I strongly feel that we also have a glimpse of what we're capable of. And he still is calling him. No matter, he keeps rejecting him, he's still calling him. And it goes on and on. And let's see. And he continues to say, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, everything I am telling you. But Moses argued with the Lord saying, I can't do it. I'm such a clumsy speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen to me? And he begins to um, go to Pharaoh and demand the people out of Egypt. But again, Pharaoh is asking for miracles. He's asking for um, prove to me, prove to me, prove to me, prove to me. That is always what the people want. They want to be proven to. And I don't think that's a bad thing because no matter who you're listening to, whether it's a pastor, whether it's um, a person, whether it's me, I, it, you know, it always says to um, people can be speaking stuff and can be encouraging you, but there's only one truth, one way, and and uh, and and one word. There's only one truth, and that's the word of God. So be really, really careful of who you're listening to and who you're letting, you know, speak life into you. And and I think that's also, you know, a reason why the Lord wanted me to keep quiet with his calling on my life because there are people out there who are not going to speak life, who who are going to envy, um, but but it's so important for them to know as well that, yeah, I have a podcast, cool, but you have something great on your life as well. And no matter what I'm speaking or, or who is speaking, just make sure that they're speaking the truth. And there's only one truth. It's the word of God. And make sure, you know, even even what I'm pouring out of my mouth, read your Bible. And, and if you see it in there, you see it in there. Um, yeah, it's so true. I, I feel like there is a lot of uh, false teachers out there, and um, we, we just have to be really careful who we listen to and who we allow in our circle. Um, yeah. Let's see. And I love how uh, in chapter 7, in verse 6, it says, or let's see, verse 5, Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. Moses was 80 years old and Aaron was 83 when they made their demands to Pharaoh. But it says down in verse 13, Pharaoh's heart, however, remained hard. He still refused to listen, just as the Lord had predicted. In the chapters before that, God specifically says that he will harden their heart on purpose um that they will still not believe what Aaron and Moses had said and I've questioned that I'm like well why did he do that and I truly 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 have experienced this when we are praying for something or when we are doing something when God called me to lead that Bible study 
he not only did a work in those ladies, but he did a full work in me, preparing me, instructing me, and guiding me. And so I feel like he he hardened their hearts for a reason. You know, I have been through a whole lot of seasons, a whole lot. And in the midst of it, I feel like I'm like, Lord, come on. Like, why? And the Lord is always wanting to do a work in you before he allows that change. How long that's going to take? Don't know. What that will look like? We don't know. But what we have to do and what we can do is have faith and trust that he is who he says he is. And he will do what he has already done. And and just always remember what he's done. It is finished. I love, I love telling people who are struggling that you have a win-win. No matter where you're on and what you're going through, the pain that you're suffering, the things that you're enduring, the circumstance that keep coming, the struggles that you have in your head, that anxiety, that depression, that fear, that loneliness, that feeling of never can break, you can't break through. God can. When we are weak, he is strong. Everything that we go through, everything that we go through, he knows. And his name is above all of that. His name is above all names. I recently went through a season where I was like, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't. I can't. I just kept saying I can't. And I felt like I was in the dumps. And I felt like I was just smiling outside and coming in home and being all sad. Like, just pitying myself. And I'm like, Lord. you know, I feel like the Lord's always, he's always growing us. He's always seasoning us. He's always maturing us in his word. But what I did do was stay focused on him. I knew, I knew even when I felt like that, he's still Lord. I knew that even when I was going through the valley in the shadow of death, not to fear evil for he is with me. I knew that no matter what people thought about me or how how they think I could do this podcast better or how those thoughts ran through my mind, I knew that I was called. I knew that I heard the Lord. And there's no one who can take that from me because he is who he says he is. And I am trusting on that and I am believing on that. And I just encourage you that if you feel like you're not worthy enough, you need to remember what he did on the cross for you. Because when he died on that cross and when he rose from that grave, it was for you. And if you don't think that you're not worthy, then you truly are questioning what he did on the cross for you. Believe, have faith. In this season that I just went through, I feel like he just kept saying, believe. Where's your faith? Believe. And I'm, and I'm like, it's here. But when we don't focus on him, 
we lose sight of that. This is exactly what the enemy wants. He wants you to feel like you're unworthy. He wants you to feel like you're not good enough. He wants you to feel like the way you feel is going to be how you feel the rest of your life. No, this too shall pass no matter what it looks like. And maybe you're like, well, you don't understand what I'm going through. And da, da, da. No, I don't. But he does. I just got a message earlier and it was saying to pray for this little girl. And I literally told the Lord, I don't know what's going on, God, but you do. You do, God. You see that situation. You know what it's like to suffer. You know what it's like to hurt. You know what it's like for people to betray you. You know what it's like to be stood out of the crowd. You know what it's like to be hated. You know what it's like to to be the oddball. I always feel like that. I always feel like, like I even told God this one time. I'm like, why do I feel different? And he's like, why, why aren't you happy about that? And I'm just like, what do you mean? And he and, and it's it's so blessed to feel different. It's so blessed to be different because you're not following the ways of the world if you're a true follower of Christ. You are following the godliness, the 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 life. You are following the way, the truth, and the life. You're not following all this evil. You're not following all this lust. You're not following all this temptation. You're it'll always be there, yes, but you you have the authority to keep walking forward with God and what he has on your life. And I am just so humbly thankful for the seasons of hardness because at the end of the day, we're not worshiping, we're not praising, we're not speaking to get to victory. We are doing all that from victory, from what he has done. Everything that we are doing, everything that we say, everything that we are on this world and do in this life of ours is not because of the goodness that we are, but it is because he is good. It is because of what he has done. It is because of who he is. And and just strongly remember that. I went through a season of depression not too long ago, and I just couldn't understand. I couldn't understand why I felt like this. I had no reason to feel like this. Maybe you have a reason. I don't know. I just didn't understand. And I feel and I know that God allowed me to go through that because there's people out there that when he allows you to go through some things, it's because he needs to speak through you from that season to people. When he goes and and uh, instructs and when he goes in and heals those parts and areas of your life. He's going to need you to to speak that, to help people. We are not just called to go through seasons and be like, oh, I went through that. No, you need to help others. You need to, you need to encourage others. You need to let them and remind them that they need to trust in the Lord. And maybe they don't know Jesus. Pray for them. Speak over them. Let them see the way you live in a godly way and, and just stay humble to know. To, and, and they will see. You know, there's so many times where people were like, wow, you're so dreadful, blah, 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 blah. I mean, I'm not like that all the time. I, I try to be because, you know, I want to be a light in this world for the kingdom of God. But 
I am who I am because I finally figured out who I was in Christ. Maybe you don't feel worthy enough because you don't know who you are in the image of God. Maybe you feel like you, whatever he has called you to do in your life that, that oh, I'm not living like this. I'm not, well, then live like that. Like I feel like so long in my life that I just let people control my thoughts. I always cared about what others would think of me. I always cared about them. And God literally told me, who are you pleasing? Are you pleasing me? Or are you pleasing the world? That struck my heart until this day. Every single time I do something and I am trying to please the Lord, I am like, okay, whether it's in my marriage, whether it's in my friendships, whether it's in my job, whether it's in the church, whether it's doing this, I am not here to please others. I'm here to please the Lord. And so are you. We do so many things. We, we can have abundance on our life if we, if we let our minds stay focused on Christ and not on what others think of us. We are so, so consumed with this world sometimes. There are so many marriages that ended because, oh, I don't want to look stupid. I don't want to do this. I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want them to think this of me. Who cares? Read what your Bible says. Do what he says. It is literally a book of instructions on how to live. You are suffering probably because of your actions. Nothing but good comes from the Lord. Evil is out there and he will allow it, but he will always turn that for good for your life. It, he is good. He's so good. He's a good, good father. He's a good, good father. And I cannot do what I'm doing today without him. I have such a dream. Don't ever belittle your God. If you have a dream and God's calling you and he has given you a vision, if you don't know where to start, start with him because it is finished. And no matter what you face on this earth, no matter what the thoughts that are in your head, no matter who is saying you can't do what you, God has called you to do, you can. Because at the end of the day, it is finished. It is finished. It was far finished way when he died on the cross for you. He died for you and for your sins. Maybe you didn't feel worthy. Maybe you don't feel like you can be free. Maybe you feel like he can't use you. He can, but you got to let him. All he wants you to do is follow him. Maybe you don't know how to do that. It just takes a simple prayer. And if that's you, just repeat this. Lord, I accept you into my life. You are the center of my life, and I believe what you did on the cross was for me. And I accept you into my heart, and I will follow you all my days, but I can't do this alone. I need you. And I thank you, and I love you. And no matter what that looks like, I will never be alone. In your mighty name we pray. Amen. I just want to thank y'all again for just tuning in. I know a lot was said, but I am just on fire for God. And I don't know who needed to hear that, but I know someone did because God wouldn't have me study that that book and and go read it. Go read the book of Exodus on how he called God. 
It's going to help you so much. God also didn't just call Moses. He called Jonah. He called um, David. You know, he called um, so many. And he knows. He knows what you're going through. And he knows where you're at. And he loves you. And so I just thank y'all for listening. And I really, really pray this encourages somebody. And if you need prayer, reach out. I always, you know, hope that I present myself to know that you are comfortable enough to speak to me. I have um, (laughs) an RBF, if you know what I mean. (laughs) But I am very open. And um, if you need me to pray for you, I will. If you need a friend to talk to or to, you know, just need some encouragement, I am always there. And um, I would definitely stand in the gap with you and believe uh, for whatever it is that you need to believe for and just to trust that God will do a mighty work in that situation and and circumstance that you're dealing with. And um, he is a faithful God, and he is who he says he is. And we're believing that. And no matter what you go through in this life, If you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, it says in the Bible, if you believe he says who he is, you will not perish but will have eternal life, meaning you win either way. Whether it's on this earth, you still have Christ. And whether you die and whatever is going on, you will have eternal life and there will be no more pain and suffering. Hope for that. Because God truly is the living hope. He is alive and he is working till this day. And no matter what what it is that you're facing, he is with you. Do not fear or be discouraged. And thank y'all again. I pray y'all have a great week. And yeah, thank y'all for tuning in and listening. And um. We love you and we pray for you and and we hope this reaches who it needs to reach. In Jesus' name, amen.